Hey there and welcome to Tess on Menopause. Change of name, we've changed it from Tess Talk to Tess on Menopause because I didn't realise that there was someone else out there with a Tess Talks podcast and I think it's a bit cheeky for me to go and not, not um, steal their name but... Uh, you know, um, confuse the issue. So, Tess on Menopause is mine. So I've changed the name of the podcast and that's also the same name as our um, daily Tess on Menopause cartoon. And you can follow that on Instagram. So you just uh, go on there and follow me and you can join me with a bit of colour and a, um, a drawing a day, Monday to Friday. And the reason I did that was because I think I can get a message across very quickly in a drawing um, and help, you know, you and other women travelling through menopause to just um, lighten up a bit. We can get very weighed down in menopause and that's what today's show is all about. Today we're going to be talking about depression and how depression um, has become such an industry and how you can overcome it. And I, I realise that uh, a lot of um, depression comes from um, medical conditions. Um, and other depression can come from circumstances around us. So, disclaimer, right from the outset. If you're on medication for a um, depression condition then never ever just come straight off medication. Like if you're on antidepressants, then you, you need to take a very sensible approach to how you withdraw from medication. So our show today is more about um, the spiritual side of our lives and how we cope with those down times, how we manage our lives. And it all comes back to managing menopause. And so what I've done this year is um, I've tried to tighten up what I'm doing because I had different Facebook um, pages and different products. And so what I wanted to do was just sort of streamline it a little bit. So I've now got the courses Managing Menopause and there's also a book Managing Menopause. And now we've got the podcast, which is Tess on Menopause, and we've got the daily cartoon going out on Instagram and Twitter and uh, LinkedIn, uh, and that's also Tess on Menopause too. So for me, I was starting to get before Christmas, let me share a little bit with you, before Christmas, I was starting to get a little bit down in the dumps because I, you know, and I suppose, I don't use the term depression because I don't like the term depression. I think that that's a term that's been bandied about for years. Um, And, of course, it coincided with the sale of antidepressants and medications to help this condition. Whereas years ago, I mean, there's several reasons why we um, see more depression. Well, keep the word because that's what people use these days. So there's, there's several reasons why we see that these days. And that is because there's so many more uh, synthetic chemicals in our diets, in our lives. Uh, there's a lot of um, uh, more news that you, you're um, exposed to every single day through Facebook and other social media. And, oh, look, if you sit down and watch mainstream media news, then oh, be prepared to feel depressed because is there ever really any good news in it? No. So... Yes, there can be chemical um, changes in the brain during menopause and that can help to deepen 
those melancholy moments and hours and days. But there's other things happening there too. And I think when we look at our lives, we have to look at it as multifaceted. Because as we grow up, we experience life and we experience good things and we experience bad things. And I think menopause is almost like a dam. It's like a time in your life where all those feelings and emotions and everything else, yes, I know the physical side's happening too, but we need to address the spiritual side. We need to address the emotional side. So I look at it like this. It's as though all those emotions, all those feelings, all those times, possibly when we've pushed down those feelings and we've pushed down those um, hurt moments, I truly believe this, all those hurt moments that have never been acknowledged, suck it up, princess, you're a big girl now, big girls don't cry, all those emotions begin to form a backlog. And in menopause, it's as though this dam builds up. So you picture it. You imagine when you were little, well, let's look at my experience. I grew up in a household with a post-war vet from World War Two, just going to have a drink, always hydrating. Oh, beautiful, tank water, filtered water. Praise God that the drought, or the drought that we've had rain on our property and our tanks are full, so that's awesome. I grew up in a, um, a post-war vet family, so my father returned home um, and he didn't get married before he went to war. My mum and him got married um, when he got back from war. And he was injured, he got blown up in the trenches and he saw all his um, comrades, he was the only one who survived. So you can imagine what that did to a man and what it did ongoing with his family. He was very angry and he was very sullen. He had a wonderful sense of humour, Dad, he really did, he could make you laugh, he had the most wonderful sense of humour. But he would go into these very deep, dark places. And knowing what I know now about how they experimented with vaccines on um, um, personnel during wars, uh, I'm pretty convinced that the personality changes everyone saw in him when he came back from the war were due to, uh, in large part, the chemical um, and synthetic experimentation that went on uh, with our personnel. So... I grew up in a household where any minute the the whole place could blow up. Any minute he could be either attacking my mother or um, smashing things against the wall or or beating up the you know one of my siblings, and that turned me into a rather nervy child, um, and also uh, very withdrawn. So you you sort of withdrew into yourself. I became very ill after a car accident and then had multiple vaccinations through doctors and hospital not speaking to each other. So ended up ill for several decades, actually, with um, chronic fatigue. And that's really where I got interested as I became well. I got interested in, in what's in all these synthetic chemicals. And synthetic chemicals can play a very big role in feeling down in the dumps, feeling depressed, because they are chemicals and our brain operates on chemicals. So my approach to menopause is natural. 
as natural as we can be. I think that's that's the way to go. That's how I got my health back and that's what I promote. And that's what I've spent hour upon hour upon hour on hundreds of hours more talking with women online and on phone, um, helping them see where the synthetic chemicals are hidden in their lives. So getting back to um, depression, my menopause journey, um, I, my mum was very, very ill during menopause. And she was ill, why? Depression. Okay. She ended up having electric shocks and, and all of that, which was... Um, Pretty tough for a teenage girl to see your mother going through that. The thing is, though, she was depressed because my mum was an orphan and her story was, was really, um, I mean, you could write a book about what she went through, but she was taken from her mother who had her illegitimately. So my mum, my grandmother was not married and she had two children to two different fathers. From She was living in a very wealthy family and obviously, um, she sounds like a woman of today, doesn't she? You know, didn't believe in getting married, but she had uh, two babies to two different fathers. And um, the do-gooders in the, in the time, actually, it was very orchestrated to take children away from their parents and put them into social welfare situations because people were paid money to do that then. Um, and long story short, my mum got taken away from her birth mother at uh, 18 months because they said that she wasn't looking after her. She used to have a little bit of dry skin on her face, and Mum always had it all through the years. She always had that little dry skin between her eyebrows, and that was the reason they used to take the two children off my grandmother. And so um, my mum um, reached menopause, and she began to start to go through the emotions of her childhood. That was tough that was really tough she would cry constantly and sob and not just cry but sob and I could write a book about uh, the where we were living what had happened all sorts of issues <laughs> at that time but um, huge and I know lots of us go through so many emotional upheavals too in our lives so um, you know big hug to you if you had a bit of a rugged childhood as well the thing is, though, I had a revelation one day about depression, and uh, I had my share of depression too. I had times when the girls were born when they were little, and I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't even walk down to the letterbox to see if we had any mail. Depression is an interesting thing, and yes, it can be caused through um, synthetic chemicals. It can be caused through uh, an imbalance in um, diet. It's it's really quite an interesting subject. And it's a multifaceted subject. So what I did was I started to look at, well, what caused my mum's? And I can remember her sitting there and telling me about her childhood and some of the things that she went through, being in an orphanage and going through multiple foster homes because people were paid to foster children in those days too. So it was a rort, the same as it is today. I mean, there are some wonderful foster parents out there, absolutely wonderful but there are other cases where children are um, being purposely taken from families on very, very sketchy um, accusations and being placed in a system. And often um, those children then, of course, and, and girls, 
uh, one day going to face what what others of us have faced, having um, childhoods that were rugged, and not just childhoods, but other experiences. So my take on um, depression and menopause is this. Yes, I know that we've addressed that there are synthetic chemicals um, affecting. So we'll put that to one side now. Diet is a really big thing in menopause. It is huge. If you can switch to um, fruits and vegetables, organic if you can get them, but if not, peel them and just use regular ones. Just peel them. At least you're getting most of the pesticides and things off them. We, we, we can do the best we can do. That's it. In this day and age, we can do the best we can do. And every step you take when it comes to improving menopause is a wonderful step. So hydrating. Hydrating is so important because that can affect our brain function. So hydration, I'm, I'm always harping on about hydration because it really is very, very important. So we've got hydration as part of diet. So there's another facet, there's another area. Um, and in managing menopause, of course, now if you join Better Menopause Club, you get $20 off the course. So the course is $49. Join the club and you get it for $29. And we've got six modules there. One of them specifically uh, concentrates on um, diet and showing you where to look for those hidden um, synthetic chemicals, which can often play a very big part in um, how you feel in, in um, menopause. So, okay, we've got our synthetic chemicals, we've got our diet. What else do we have? We've got um, commitments and, and workloads and things. Well, all of your commitments and workloads and how you behave at work and your relationships, personal and professional, are affected by the other facets. And, and that's why when I, I sat down one day and I thought, how can I help women? Because I was staying up till all hours of the night. Bob was saying, you know, were you on the phone last night? <clears throat> I'm trying to, you know, very quietly be tucked away in a room here and, and uh, talking with someone on message and, and sometimes talking with them in person. Um, I've even been out in the shed doing that in the garage at night just to you know, be able to help someone through a tough patch. But you can't keep doing that. And here I am saying to people, you know, you've got to put yourself first in menopause. I had to, to lead by example. And that's why I created the course because um, I, I can take someone, I can give someone a bird's eye view in a very short space of time in the course that would take me months of staying here or sitting here at two o'clock in the morning and, and um, messaging a woman in the US or in the UK when um, if they go through the course, they'll see it. And it's, uh, it's brilliant, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm really thrilled. I'm thrilled that uh, I actually managed to do it because so much as I was creating the course out here, you know, who are you to think that you can write a course and, you know, what do you have to share? And in the end, I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to write this course for every woman that I would be sitting up in the middle of the night talking with and sending all the love I can because that's one of the areas in menopause that we need the most. We need to know we're loved and cared for and supported. But now here's the biggie. We've looked at the physical. We now need to look at the spiritual because that's where it's all sitting our spirits affect our emotions. So let's go back to the dam analogy and see that picture in your mind. 
Now let's say that that river represents your life and the dam in our lives we have experiences. So let's say the experiences are the logs that are flowing down the river and um, bits of branches and things that fall into the river. And then let's look at what happens in menopause. In menopause we tend to slow down and that's part of ageing. Yes, ageing's good. If, if you can get a hold of the fact that menopause is actually one of the best things that can ever happen to you because you come through it stronger, wiser, um, more in tune with who you are, times when you would have been walked over or treated like a doormat, that doesn't happen once you've worked through menopause. And it doesn't happen once you know who you are in Jesus Christ either. Because Jesus never said to us to be doormats in our lives. He never said to us to give so much of ourselves away that there's nothing left for us. And as women, we are giving, we are carers. That's, that's you know, who we are. He said to be a servant, but a servant is not a doormat. Now, let me just have a drink of water. <coughs> Excuse me. A servant is totally different from someone who is being used. And, you know, that's a, it's a big subject when we're talking about menopause. So I might sort of duck and dive into a few little areas as we go along. So forgive me for that. But that's how my mind and my emotions operate. So that's Tess. I hope in the end it all makes sense for you. So there we are. We're our river of life, okay? And we have these um, logs, branches, that are floating down the river. However, when we are younger and we're children, we're right at the top of that river. When we're in menopause, we're further down the river. And all of a sudden, you'll see that some of those logs have gotten stuck. Some of them are actually caught on the side. And some of them are forming a dam and when a dam forms with our emotions, that's what I call depression. Because our stream of life is no longer flowing. It's being blocked by that dam. And that dam, unless it's addressed, unless we go in there and we take each log and we move it, we look at it and we move it out of the way, we're going to stay in that place of inverted commas depression. So what are the logs the logs represent all those experiences that we didn't deal with as we grew up. So when you were made fun of in the classroom, when you were um, beaten up in the schoolyard, when you were made fun of as a teenager, when you were hurt, when you had a broken heart through a relationship, all of them represent those logs that build up in the dam. And we can find ourselves, like it can be almost overnight, that you can find yourself facing that wall of, of absolute um, memories that come pounding in at night. You wake up four o'clock in the morning and of course there's a hot flush because thinking of a memory from the past which can seem so vivid and so real during menopause, um, something you haven't thought of for years can all of a sudden be there. It can be something the day before, 
that can be, um, oh my God, did I say that in that meeting and everyone laughed at me when I couldn't remember? Or you had a flush when you're standing up doing a presentation or you're sitting on a bus and people started staring because you went bright red. Those emotions, those feelings all need to be dealt with, but they can't be dealt with when you've got a block, when you've got that damn wall, um, which is stopping all the flow that would normally be happening in your life. Sometimes that damn wall can take a long time to build up. And so you can be getting through perimenopause and think, wow, I'm handling menopause great. This is brilliant. And other times it can be like all of a sudden, bang, your little raft has hit that um, log wall. And that log represents all those experiences that haven't been dealt with. So what do you do? What do you do? How do you deal with those experiences? You look at them. You say, you know what? Little Tess is upset about that. Well, for me, it was sexual abuse, which I think is one in three of um, women going through menopause have experienced sexual abuse. So if that's you today, I send you the biggest hug and just say to you right now, deal with it. Deal with it, especially if it's affecting your marriage, if it's affecting relationships with your children, if you're finding yourself withdrawing from people in your life, deal with it. And you know how you deal with it? It's simple, simple. You don't have to spend hours wallowing in misery. No. You get a piece of paper out and a pen and you write a letter to the perpetrator. <clears throat> you write a letter to the person you trusted. You write a letter to that person and you pour out every single feeling that you have. You write it. And what do you do with it after that? Well, I don't like to hang on to bad memories. I don't like to have let anyone have power over me from my past, and especially as a child. Um, and so I'd, I would take that letter and I'll tell you what we do with it. Here's what we do. <coughs> Excuse me, I have another drink of water. Okay. Here's what we do with it, ladies. You take it and you look at it and you look at those feelings and you cry, okay? You cry. You let little you, in my case, little Tess, cry. Because what happens with sexual abuse is often those feelings are repressed and they are pushed down. They are pushed down. And so your growing up you is wrapping your arms around that little you and saying, it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. You didn't deserve what happened to you. And you know what we're going to do with it now? We're releasing ourselves. You're releasing the pain. You're releasing the heartache. You're releasing the betrayal of trust. Right there on that page, you, because you have control of this. You have the control. You see, in menopause, we're, we're being taught that we have to go and see this specialist or we have to go and see this person or we have to lie and, and pour out our heart to this person. You sit down with a pen and paper. So many women, and you might be in the same boat, don't have the money to spend thousands of dollars getting well, in inverted commas. You've got the power within you. You. You've got the power to reach out to that little you and say, you know what, we're going to deal with this today. 
And when you've got that letter, you say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Jesus Christ, the name above every name, above the earth, on the earth and under the earth, where every knee shall bow and tongue confess. Yeah, you see? When you're a born-again believer, and if you're not, I'm, I'm not a religious person, don't get me wrong, I, I just live, um, love the uh, King James Bible, which is the actual translation from the Hebrew and the Greek texts. And I stand on the Word of God. I don't go to church. I've been burnt by too many churches to um, to go down that path. I don't um, uh, judge anyone who does. And I, I don't, uh, it's not my business. But I do what works for me. And what works for me is one-on-one -on -one with God. He said, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Jesus said, you know, come to me, little children, all who, who have burdens, and give them to me. So that's what we do. Now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, then invite him in. There it is. You invite him in. It's one-on-one. -on -one. It's, it's God. You say, Lord, um, I invite you into my heart because he knocks on the door to our hearts. This isn't a head decision. This is a heart decision. And depression is all about heart. It's all about pain. It's all about suffering. Jesus has taken that at the cross and he doesn't want you burdened with it anymore. And then if you do decide to make that decision today, you're going to experience the peace of God like never before. You're going to, and even if you do know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, reach out to him, reach out to him today and take on board his, his word. Go into his word and look at how we're meant to be living our lives. We're not meant to be struggling. We're not meant to be feeling in this dark place. That's not where we're meant to be. So if you have, if seriously, if you have um, suffered childhood abuse, I, I really recommend you get my course, Managing Menopause. If I had the time and the, and the energy, I would sit with you and, and go through one-on-one. -on -one. I don't have that. I'm 64. And that's why I'm, I built the course um, in love and prayer and fasting and it's there for you so come and join the club bettermenopauseclub.com it's free no charge come and join the club no pressure from me but really if you want to fast track this and, and get back into your life and get things moving uh, and restore your relationships you know so many women lose their relationships during menopause lose their houses lose their jobs there's no need for it there's no need because all that's going to do is make life tougher. We don't want that. That's why I made the course. That's why I did it. Because I can't reach out to each and every woman as much as I long to. I can't do that. So that's what I, um, I suggest you do. Because we've got scriptures in there as well. And uh, it takes you on a journey, you know. And we're talking about the river, our, our life represented as that. And I, I guess really you could say that um, all those logs... Um, even though they're, they're, they're banking up, they become like beavers, don't they? They've built a dam. This is how we get rid of it. This is how we deal with it. And this is how we, we make peace with that little girl. Because as an adult, we understand how abhorrent and, and unforg not unforgiving, but um, unforgettable sexual abuse is. 
and we think, how could I have let that happen to that little girl? Well, this is the time to to um, bring those parts of you back together. And you'll find that when you do that, you will want to have fun again. You know, you, you will want to have genuine fun, not just... Uh, not just pretend, not just putting on a face and, hi, how are you, Tess? I'm good, thanks. How are you? When deep inside you just want to crawl under a rock. You just want to let go of this earth. You just want to go. You don't want to be here anymore. And that is, you know, a time when you need to come closer to the cross, not further away. So what have we got here? We have a letter. You've written a letter. And standing on scripture. So the devil is real, we know that, because God can't be real if the devil's not. So there are the demons of the past, and I think that they very much form a part of what we call depression, um, which is a very tough, tough thing to go through. So we bind the devil too. We bind them right now. Whoever's listening to me, I bind you, devil, above the earth, on the earth, and under the earth, in Jesus Christ's mighty and awesome name. You have no place in the child of God. You have no place. You are recognized and you are exposed. And we cast you back to the pit where you belong in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Done. Done. I know who I am in Jesus Christ. I wrote a song about it. You can find it on Django. And knowing who you are in Jesus Christ is the key to overcoming depression. There it is in a nutshell. Here we go. We have written the letter. We have written the letter. We take that letter. You let your emotions out. Then take it, fold it up. You can rip it up and put it in the rubbish bin. You can rip it up and burn it. You can um, just throw it in the rubbish bin. You can rip it into smithereens and flush it down the loo if you want to. You can do whatever you want, but get rid of it. Don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to that letter. Because what you're doing is you're physically taking the power back. You're saying, I take that power back. I take it back. Even though subconsciously maybe you didn't know it was still there. Now, what if it was something not sexual abuse? What if it was something like you made fun of in front of a class, but it's always stopped you in your professional career? It's always stopped you from singing. It's always stopped you from um, painting or someone made fun of you. Usually people make fun of you because they're jealous. And that can come from teachers too. Teachers see the light of God in some people. And even if you didn't know, um, even if you didn't know God growing up, the light of God is in you. So if you've had a life where people have picked on you and you've been a victim and you've been abused throughout your life, that's why. And that's why it's so important that you come into the place of knowing who you are in Jesus Christ. Because once you do, once you know that, and once you know that um, the word of God belongs to you, you will begin to flourish like never before. And you will have the protection of God. Does it mean that your life is suddenly sunshine and roses? No. But what it means is you have the power of God working and operating in you. Because the Holy Spirit is the power of God. And Jesus said when he was going to the cross that he would send the counsellor, the Prince of Peace, the Holy Spirit. So you become a new creation. You see, when you give your life to the Lord, you lay down your life, you let it go, 
you say, um, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died and rose for me. I believe that you have sent the Holy Spirit on this earth. Come into my heart. Come into my heart, Lord. Amen. And there it is. You're a born-again believer. That's it. Then the key is, with the power of the Holy Spirit, to start reading the Word of God. So you go to kingjamesbible.com and um, read the book of John. Just sit there and read it. You can read a chapter a day. Just the, the actual physical act of going and reading the Word of God is powerful in itself. And what I pray right now is if you have prayed that prayer, and if you have just said, okay, Lord, I've tried doing all this on my own, you may have even been suicidal. You might be suicidal right now. Then why throw your life away? Why not give it to him? Give it to him. I'll tell you what, it's the best thing I ever did. And I was in my mid-40s. I struggled all those years. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was suicidal one night, it had been going on for a while actually, that, uh, and I know all about depression, trust me, I know, I know, and I know that sweet sound of uh, the spirit of death and suicide and how methodical that spirit is. Because you see, we live in a spirit realm. We live in an earthly realm, which is our physical side, but we are spirits. That's what we are. And right now, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you are a born-again spirit. It means your past is dead and buried. It's gone. All those pains and hurts, um, and you know, you might find things bubbling up, more pains. Write them down. Do another letter. Write that letter to the boyfriend who jilted you at school. Write the letter to... Um, uh, the teacher who made fun of you in front of the whole class because she was jealous of your singing voice. Write it and then do the same thing. Rip it up. Get rid of it. It's gone. Hug that little girl. Hug that teenager. Hug that new mum that had people make fun of her when she asked something in a parenting class. Bring all of you whole because that's what being with the Lord does. He makes us whole. It's a bit like a jigsaw puzzle, really. Remember hearing that years ago after I'd become born again, and I was so excited. Oh, I was so excited. I was so excited that I went up to a couple in the street and started to say to them, "You've got to be careful that you know when the Holy Spirit um, moves in you." And, and right now, you say, "Holy Spirit, come into my life in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Come into my life and and change me. You know, show me who I am in Jesus Christ." And I can remember this couple standing there. They were a lovely couple. They must have been in their 40s. Um, and I was, I actually, they were older. They must have been in their 70s. Um, and I was standing there saying, you know, Jesus, I just have to tell you, Jesus Christ is Lord and Saviour. And they turned around and said, yes, how awesome is that, you know. But, I mean, they could have been anyone, couldn't they? It could have, been, it could have ended in tears. <laughs> so um, I, I learned that it's a precious gift. Being born again and having the Holy Spirit ruling and reigning in our lives is a precious gift. It is the most wonderful, the most wonderful thing. And the peace of God, as you read the Word of God, you don't read it as words. It's a funny thing. It's, it's hard to put into words. But um, you, you let the Holy Spirit minister to you. So it's a heart knowledge. It's not a head knowledge. So you might be reading the Word and you'll find yourself thinking about your grocery list. It doesn't matter. Let it go in. Let it sink into your spirit and into your heart because 
that is is just phenomenal. And I find when I start to get miserable and thinking about things I shouldn't, uh, and, and, you know, like well, you look at the news and I don't watch the news as a rule. Now and again, something we'll, we'll, um, I'll hear about and I'll pray over that. But usually the Lord puts what he wants me to pray about on my heart. Um, and so you can, you can hear something, though, and it might trigger a memory from the past, from your childhood or somewhere. And uh, all of a sudden you'll find yourself back there. That's when you do the exercise again. Write the letter. Don't let that feeling of sadness uh, that gloomy feeling, everything that overshadows you. Depression is like a cloud. And when you give your uh, problems and cares, and like Jesus said, you know, he, he's, he's there for us, pass it over, pass it over. So what I say when, when things like that happen is that's not my thought. Oh, there's a wonderful scripture that says, um, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So if you find you have suicidal tendencies, if you've found that going into menopause you're having all these thoughts and you're not feeling good about yourself, then write down that scripture. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. There's your sound mind. There it is. It's in the scripture. All scripture has been written through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says in the beginning, or it says in the beginning of John, um, for God so loved the world. Not in the beginning, it says um, the word became flesh. Uh, let me find it. I've got my Bible on my lap here because I want to read you a scripture in Philippians. Um, hold on. Uh, almost there. Ooh, hold on. This is so important to get this information. Okay, this is the beginning of John. This is what I want you to go and read. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from John. Sorry, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to be a witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to be a witness of that light. That was the true light which lights every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. There you go. There it is. And the Word was made flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness. Now when we think of depression, what do we think of? The dark cloud. You see what happens? 
Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. Give it to him. Write those letters and get rid of depression. And listen to this. I read this this morning with Bob. Absolutely amazing. This is from Philippians um, chapter 4, verse 8. Actually, let's see. We might go up a bit further than that and start at verse 6. It says, be careful for nothing. So this is Paul writing to the Philippians. Now, Paul, oh, what a, what a history. What a, an experience he had with Jesus. He says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, so your hearts and minds are being kept because you belong to Jesus Christ. He is your Lord and Saviour and the Holy Spirit is ruling and reigning in you. How awesome is that? And then he says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Okay, did you get that? So, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. We're not meant to dwell on the negative. You're not meant to be looking at the news You're not meant to be listening to gossip about somebody who's tearing another person down because that doesn't make you feel good. You probably don't join in it, but you're not even meant to be listening to it because you're filling yourself up. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you read the word of God, when you listen to the word of God, you're building your faith. You're building faith for what? To strengthen your marriage, to improve your job to help you love those at work that are using you. That's a toughie. To get through menopause, to help other women in your life who are struggling just as much, if not more, than you. The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting asunder to bone and marrow. It's absolutely phenomenal, the King James Bible. And if you type in Bible study tools... Um, you'll come to a site where you can then go and select John and you can listen to the Word of God, which I love to do when I'm sitting at my computer and drawing and um, doing my daily cartoon for um, Tess on menopause. I sit and listen to the Word or sit and listen to praise and worship. Oh, praise and worship music. If you're feeling depressed um, or if you're feeling down in the dumps, Put praise and worship music on. Praise and worship God. You'll find yourself lifting. The peace of God will return. It's a bit like we have to manage our lives. You know, we're talking about managing menopause, yes, but manage your life and and have um, put together a plan so that you know when you're feeling flat or you're going to go into a depressed state or you, or something's happened at work and you're tired and you're not sleeping well, all of that. I've got a wonderful scripture for sleep too. Um, then 
pull out that plan. You know, even if you've got it in an exercise book, I buy the exercise books, the kiddies ones, when they're going back to school. I get a whole swag of those, and then um, I'll use them for for different causes. But get one of those and draw up a plan. So say, okay, um, I'm um, staying back late at work more and more and more. I need to organise what I'm going to do with that. Make yourself a project. That's really what managing menopause is about too. Um, It's about working on you. Because that's really what the problem is. You look at that river, look at all the logs that are stuck there as the dam. It's through not spending time. It's through not letting you be who you're meant to be. And that's why I say menopause can be the best time in your life. It really and truly can. You get your symptoms under control through your diet uh, and addressing the synthetic chemicals. You get your um, emotions under control through taking them to the foot of the cross and leaving them there. And if you're still struggling, if right now the woman listening to my voice, if you're still struggling or or person listening to my voice, if you are still struggling right now, I want you to do something. I want you to sit with me for a minute. I know this is long today. It's just the way it is. You know, people who who didn't need me to today have, have long since switched off. You're here. You're listening. And if I made this for one person, then this is for you. I want you right now to visualise something. I want you to close your eyes. Oh, if you're driving, don't. Don't close your eyes if you're driving, whatever you do. I mean, you have to be in a place where you're not behind the wheel of a vehicle and you're sitting in a comfortable chair, right? I want you to close your eyes and visualise a big box, a big gift box, the nicest gift box you can find. I want you to put all your favourite colours on that box. I want you to decorate it. If you're someone who who loves colours and um, likes to uh, make a fuss of people on their birthdays and and go all out, I want you to do this for you. I want you to get a really neat gift box. I want you to get the prettiest bow you can find. And the gift box is open right now. And I want you to get all your struggles and trials that you're going through. If they're from your past, then I want you to put them in that box. I want you to put that nasty comment that someone said to you at work on Monday in that box. I want you to get everything. I'm just going to be silent for a minute while you gather it all and put it in the box. Having a drink of water, hydrating. Okay. Now... I want you to put the lid on that box and you can sprinkle it with glitter if you want to, whatever you like to do as a little girl. I want you to to make that box the prettiest box you can. <clears throat> so you've done that now, put the lid on. If if you still need more time, just pause this, just pause pause the podcast, you can come back to it. Okay, now I want you to walk up and lay it at the foot of the cross the foot of the cross where our Lord and Saviour has already paid the price. Have you done that? I can feel your pain right now. I am in intercessory prayer. I am in fasting and I can feel that pain. I know what it feels like to have the past try and take your future. So that's laid at the foot of the cross. Good on you. I'm sending the biggest hug to you. 
Now I want you to turn around and walk back. I want you to walk away from the foot of the cross. Have you done that? Awesome. And now I want you to turn around and look back. And that box is gone. That box is gone. All that pain, all those, it's almost like a splinter pain when you remember things of the past and they haven't been dealt with, they hurt. Like when you rub your arm and you've got an old splinter there that you forgot about and it physically hurts you, it's gone. Now it's just a memory and memories we can deal with, memories we can handle once the pain is gone. It's like a burn. Once the pain is gone, with the burn we have the scar. But the pain is gone because it's at the cross. And Jesus took it 2,000 years ago. He took all your pain. He took all your suffering. He took depression. He took everything that was out to destroy you at the cross. The job is done. His burden is easy. His yoke is light. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. It's done. It's done. You see, we fight depression through the Spirit, through the sword of the Spirit, and it is done. I want you to come along and join the group. I want you to come and join Better Menopause Club, and when you join that, um, you'll come on over and join the Facebook group. And we have some lovely, lovely ladies in there. We have some beautiful people in there. Um, the group sort of started off with me uh, just sharing information and whatnot, and it's it's lending more now towards sharing scripture because really that is life. It's life to those that find them and health to all their flesh, the word of God. And Jesus is a manifest word. So experience his peace right now. I pray that, uh, Father, you fill the listener, the person who's listening to my voice right now, with your absolute peace from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, an absolute knowledge that her life is forever changed from this moment forward and that you are right there and she's not on your own. You're not on your own. You're not on your own. Thank you, Father. Right, well, I have taken... 50 minutes of your time today and I, I believe that it's the best 50 minutes you could have spent. I'm sending much love to you. As I say, come on over, get yourself surrounded with people who are going to support you, people who are um, aware of what you're going through, not all aspects because we're all different and no two people are the same, no two women are the same. But come on in, come on in and, and um, spend time. I'm posting now pretty much every day and you need now to feed on the Word of God. If you've given your life to the Lord today, and praise God forevermore if you have, then you need to feed on the Word of God. And that means you get a hold of a King James Bible. Don't bother with the others. Look, honestly, if you've been reading the other Bibles, then I'm here to tell you that the difference between the King James Bible and, and versions of the King James Bible, because every Bible afterwards is a version and I think there's 40 plus of them now or maybe more I liken it to the King James Bible is is God made it's like freshly squeezed orange juice it's absolutely delicious and good for you with little bits of orange remember when you squeeze your own orange juice how beautiful it is and you get those little pops of of the orange in your mouth to an orange cordial that is man-made it is synthetic 
and it's not going to do you any good whatsoever. So if you've been a stalwart for a, for another Bible and you think that the King James is going to be hard to read because of the thus, these and theirs, it's not. It is the Word of God. You will experience peace in those pages and listening to the Word of God that you've never, ever had before in your life. And I'm excited for you. I'm so excited for you because I know that you can manage your menopause. I know that that black cloud of depression has lifted off your life and that you are more informed today to go forth into your life and preserve what you have instead of seeing it being destroyed around you as, as you know, depression and um, the, the spirit of depression, because that, that is a real thing too, has been dealt with today. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. All right, I shall catch you next week on um, Tess on Menopause. Uh, I was a bit late this week, and it's funny how it's all worked out because I normally record on a Wednesday, but I had technical issues on uh, Wednesday. And actually, I'm not going to lie. I will not lie. Refuse to lie. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot on Wednesday to do the podcast. And it was so weird because my daughter walked in from work and she was late getting home about 7 o'clock and I, I thought, well, I can't do it now because we were getting dinner and everything and so I thought, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. So yesterday I did a podcast, would you believe, it was about half an hour long and I did have a technological um, glitch. It actually deleted. So I've learnt over the years to trust the Lord and I know that now this was the reason why. So this is a mighty powerful podcast um, and I thank you so much for staying with me right to the end, sending you the biggest hug. You've got this. You really have. You've got it. You're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So go forth and um, come join the club because you need support around you. You need people who who understand this walk, who are more mature in the the Lord because um, born-again Christians are like baby or born-again believers um, are like baby uh, babies really you need the milk of the word so to to grow on and uh, until you get to the meat okay i shall um, catch you next week on tess on menopause god bless